Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Boulder. I'm also the founder of BBB Success Groups for ambitious entrepreneurs and extreme growth masterminds. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the small business owner, desire. We're here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to tune in every Monday and every Wednesday for mindset, attitude, personal performance, and business growth content. And on Fridays, we do our Friday five-minute fix. Subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Okay, thanks for joining me. Today's episode, we pose the question, does our past have to equal our future? Does your past have to equal your future? Is it possible for a leopard to change its spots? Can we change our fortunes? Can we change our our destiny? Is all this personal development stuff, is it really worth it? Are we just banging our head against a brick wall? Well, here you go. When I first kind of pondered this question, I was a much, much younger man. I remember getting into personal development when I was in my late teens. And I remember very clearly being in my bedroom reading personal development books and really asking myself, kind of like, why was I finding life so hard? Why was it so hard for me to navigate my own life? when seemingly everybody else seemed to have their shit together. Well, now I can tell you, after 25 years of working in uh, personal performance and personal empowerment, and the last 10 years working with entrepreneurs and business owners on their mindset, their attitudes, their personal performance, and their business growth, I can tell you now that no, most people do not have their shit together. We are all struggling. We're all in the same boat. And uh, while some of us make some things look easy, few of us make everything look easy. As a whole, we are making life look a little bit difficult, but what we're doing is putting a nice face to it and we're kind of pretending. And therefore, everyone thinks they're alone because everyone thinks everyone else has got their shit together. But the question is really simple. Does my past equal my future? You know, can I really create the change that I need to create in me so that I can create the change that I want in my life, or is my life like predetermined to end up looking and feeling and you know appearing very similar to the one that I grew up in? Well, when I first got into personal development back in those early days, I rejected it. Um, not because I had any kind of wisdom or any knowledge on the matter or any proof. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the idea of it. It didn't sound very empowering. Um, it sounded a little bit unfair, really, due to my own you know bad luck or chance happenings or your bad luck or chance happenings, you know, who you were raised by, what area, what 
environment, um, you know, whether you're wealthy, poor and educated environment, etc. you know, low expectations in your environment or high expectations in your environment. It's a little bit unfair to me that that should predetermine the rest of your life. So I rejected it for another reason that it made me a bit angry, pissed me off. And I thought that doesn't sound very fair at all. Now, of course, I've been in this game for many, many years. I say, you know, personal performance, empowerment, well over 25 years now. And uh, you might not like what I've got to say on the subject now. The truth of the matter is, when you look at statistics, when you look at the evidence, when you look at the research and the studies that are done out there, the truth is you're kind of unlikely to really radically change your life. Now, I know this doesn't sound nice and I know this might piss you off and the fact that you're pissed off and the fact you're angry doesn't necessarily change the facts of the matter. So just hear me out for a little bit of a moment here, okay? Because there is light at the end of this tunnel. Now, the reason I say this is, let's take, for example, a study that was done in America. It found that less than 2% of Americans ended up in different financial circumstances than what they started life out in. In other words, less than 2% of Americans were able to like significantly change their financial status. In other words, you were born poor, you were almost certainly going to end up dying poor, that you were going to continue to uh, prolificate the experiences that you had as a child and the environment you grew up as a child, and you were going to take that into your later life and pass it on to your kids, and your kids are then going to carry on and they're going to end up passing it on to their kids. And the truth of the matter is, whilst it might make you angry, it might piss you off, statistically it's true, right? Less than 2% of Americans change their financial fortunes. Here's a little bit of light though. So thinking like a statistician, I'm willing to bet, kind of hoping, but willing to bet, when they did this research, obviously they had to use a very diverse demographic that represented the population as a whole. Otherwise, the statistic doesn't mean anything, right? So I'm going to work on the assumption that they didn't go to one type of person or one type of demographic. They took the whole country as a whole, or they took a you know, small proportion of the whole country. They represented the whole country as a whole. And that's where they came up with this number of 2%. Now, I believe, truly, truly believe, that if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you're obviously into personal development, you're into possibility. You probably go to seminars. You obviously maybe potentially read self-help books, etc. You might even have a coach. And if you are that kind of a person, then I believe that you were only one part of the demographic that was being represented in that research. If you look at the, the general population, there are huge chunks of population that don't think like this, they don't speak like this, they don't do any personal development, they don't do any self-help, they don't educate themselves or go to seminars, they don't have coaches, etc. And if you put those into the mix, then obviously it's going to potentially drag the percentage down, the statistic down for those people that maybe are involved in this kind of work. So here's my thing. I believe the fact you're listening to this, I believe the fact that you're probably into other personal development, you're not just watching this or listening to this for the first time. I'm willing to bet that if we took a sample of like our kind of people, people into personal development, personal growth, then I do strongly believe that that number would be a lot higher. Now, I don't think it would be necessarily like massively higher. I'm not saying it would go from 2% to like 80% or 90%. I just think it would be enough higher to be a little bit more optimistic than maybe just 2%. However, what I also believe is that it wouldn't be dramatically different, okay? As in, I don't think we'll take it to 80 or 90%. So I do believe we have a better chance if we're in personal development, self-help, et cetera, than maybe the national statistic would say. However, the odds, I still believe, are actually 
against us. And uh, and the fact that that might piss you off, make you angry, doesn't really change the fact that that's as it is. Look at marriage. Most people going to marriage, I don't think many people going to marriage is thinking they're going to be one of the statistics of failure. However, statistically, most marriages fail. Therefore, when you get married, you are most likely going to get divorced. Now, everyone that gets married kind of feels they're the one that's going to break the statistic. They're the one that are going to be the exception to the rule. But they all think like that. So just thinking like that isn't going to change anything. I think it's uh, one in three or one in four marriages now actually succeed. I think it's two out of three or three out of four marriages fail right now. So the chances of your marriage succeeding statistically are very small. You know, they're one in three, one in four chance. And again, that pisses people off. It makes them angry, but it doesn't change the statistic. So here's the question, right? If we don't want to be a statistic, if we don't want to be the majority of people who are failing, okay, failing to grow their business, failing to get healthy, lose weight, failing to have great relationships, failing to change their academic uh, circumstances, you know, raise their academic game, raise their financial status, right? If, if, If we want to go against those statistics, what do we need to do? Because most people, okay, who get married, as I say, assume they're going to be the ones that don't get divorced. So that's not enough. Believing in the possibility that they won't get divorced is obviously a good first step. You know, I think it's possible that not all marriages end in divorce. I think it's possible that mine might not end up in divorce, Um, but I can't have certainty about that. But it's a good place to start because if you exist in possibility, then uh, we can start to live into the potential that we have and our marriage has and our business has, etc. But the bottom line is really simple we will statistically end up being a statistic unless we dramatically, significantly get involved in the process. And this is really the the, the main point I'm making throughout the whole of this podcast. You must significantly get involved in the process. So let's take, for example, does the past equal the future? Well, here's the thing. If you came from divorced parents, the statistics show that you are much more likely to also get a divorce. So, of course, our divorce statistics are going to get worse and worse, right? Because if we're born to divorce family or born into divorce families, if that makes sense, okay, we, uh, our parents divorce, we're more likely to get divorced. So, therefore, we get divorced. And therefore, our kids who are also born to divorced families are more likely to get divorced. So, it's not surprising that the failure rates of marriages have gone from one in two to uh, to two out of three to I think it's three out of four is the latest statistic I've, I've, I've heard recently. It's not surprising, and I'd imagine it's going to continue to go down that route. It's probably going to get worse simply because the fact is, statistically, we are more likely to get divorced if our parents were divorced and more of us are getting divorced, so more of our children will be getting divorced and therefore the problem will compound. So the question is, we must significantly get involved in our marriages if we want to break the statistic, if we want to be the one in three, the one in four that works, and maybe in 10, 20 years it'll be the one in five, one in six that works, we need to dramatically and significantly get involved in that process. Now I'm using marriage as an example because it really shows you, another statistic like the financial survey in America that shows you that your past equals your future statistically. So I'm going to tell you this right now. The chances are, right, whatever it is that you are struggling with, you will continue to struggle with statistically. So we know that most people that go on diet plans 
don't succeed. Statistically, I don't know, it's one in a hundred or two in a hundred or whatever it is. So we know that most people actually don't resolve their weight loss issues. In other words, their past equals their future. They don't create dramatic change. So if you want to be the one that breaks that statistic, guess what? You can't just go on the diet program because everybody else is going on the diet program as well and they're failing. You can't just want to lose weight. They all want to lose weight. You can't even believe you want to lose weight because all of them probably believe they can lose weight. Certainly a big proportion of them. So what makes the difference between, you know, the one in four marriages that succeeds and the the one in a hundred, you know, diet programs that works and the 2% of Americans that end up in better financial circumstances? What is it that makes those people successful against the odds? Is it just potluck? Well, to a degree, some of them, I'm sure it is like that. However, having been in personal development now for you know 25 years, BBB and you know working with entrepreneurs on mindset, attitude and behaviors, et cetera, for the last 10 years, I can tell you now, it's the getting in with significant levels of input in order to go against the huge statistic, okay? The huge statistic. These statistics we're talking about aren't just like one, two, three, four, five people. These are trends of entire nations and countries, maybe even the world as a whole. So if you want to stand in front of that tidal wave and just say, I don't think it will be me, I hope it isn't me, it's probably not going to be enough. You're going to get swept up in that tidal wave statistics. And once again, you'll be another one that fails to dramatically change their financial circumstances or to make a success of their business. Uh, business. We know that most businesses actually fail. We know that statistically. Most business owners don't go into their business thinking it's going to be them, but statistically it is going to be them. So therefore, what they need to do, they need to significantly get involved in their business in order to change those circumstances. So I'm going to keep banging that drum, okay? I'm going to keep beating that drum. Significantly get involved in the process. Now, you've heard the phrase, a product of their environment. Normally, it's describing a rogue, you know, maybe people in prison, it might be a delinquent teenager or something. And what we tend to say is we say, right, you know what, their behavior, they are a, a, a product of their environment growing up, a product of their family, a product of their circumstances, a product of the system. Does this make sense? And we say that, what we mean, of course, is that actually they were created, cultivated, groomed, whatever it might be, in that environment, now they are inevitably behaving in certain ways based on those experiences. But here's the question. Two kids grow up in the same household, maybe even twins, same household, exactly the same set of conditions. One changes their fortunes. The other one continues down the same path. We see this over and over again, yet they're born out of the same environments. Well, the truth of the matter is it's because we're not going to find the solution by looking at the macro level. We're not going to solve this problem by sitting there saying, okay, well, they had the same parents, they grew up in the same house, they went to the same school. Actually, it's all the tiny little nuances along the way that shape the differences in those two children. There may be two points in their life and one of them took one fork and one took another fork. But the decision processes that led up to the decision of one going one way and one going the other way were actually really, uh, really complicated like equations. It's every experience they've ever had, every conversation. It's how they then interpret 
other people. It's how they interpret the world around them, how they, you know, the, the films they watch, the books they read, even if they read the same books and the same, the same films. By the time you start to get these slight different changes in personality trait when they're younger, they're learning slightly different meanings, the way they look at the world slightly differently. Once you get that slight deviation, then they interact with everything. Even though it's the same thing they're interacting with, they interact differently and therefore their paths can dramatically diverge even though on the surface, on the macro level, they were brought up in exactly the same situations and everything else. Statistically, however, you'll say, right, people from that background statistically end up in this kind of place. Does this make sense? You go to prison, you can see trends of where people come from, what kind of backgrounds people have and what gets them to that place where ultimately they become criminals, end up in prison, whatever it might be, you know, drug addicts and all sorts. Yes, we can statistically look at that. The nuances, however, for the individual within that, that's where you start to see why would one person from that estate go down this route, but another person from the same estate go down a different route, even though the statistics might show a wave of consensus that most people take a particular route. Does this make sense? You could interpret this, and I mean this, a little bit as they got lucky. What I mean by that is the the change that they had in the perception of their environment where one, for example, grew up in a household, saw mum and dad, and for whatever reason had the thought of, I want better for myself, this is not how I'm going to be, right? And the other one saying, this is all I can expect out of life, this is how life is going to be, right? The two thought processes there triggered by all of the information, all of the learning, all of the interactions they'd had until that point. And for whatever reason, one of them had the spark of a thought of change and the other one carried on with the default, which is the default, which is this is how life is going to continue for me. Does this make sense? So here's the thing. To some degree, the fact that you're into personal development is kind of luck. It's luck. For whatever reason, you came across it. For whatever reason, someone mentioned it to you. For whatever reason, you know, you got into this. It, it, it wasn't because you had a thought from nowhere. The thought you had had to be stimulated from within you, which means there had to be something that you'd have been exposed to at some point that enabled that trigger of a thought to even occur to you. Does this make sense? So even when you saw this, this, this podcast, you tuned into it. When you got your first self-help book like I did, you know, I tuned into it. You know, so I want you to think like this. If you are watching this, if you believe in possibility, if you want to create change, number one, be really grateful because to some degree it is luck that you even think like this because there was no point in the past where you deliberately took this path. Does this make sense? You didn't deliberately take this path. You might think you're making choices, but what makes that choice is based on all of your learning and understanding till this point. So therefore, the fact you're even to make a choice, a positive choice, means that you had to have something in your past that enables you to make that choice today. Be grateful for that because the fact you're even thinking about possibility and change, I think, makes you lucky. Does this make sense? What you do with that luck, however, is obviously completely down to you. You know, do you give everything you've got to developing yourself now you understand the possibility that lies ahead of you or do you take that bit of luck that chance happening for granted and do nothing with it so getting back to what we're talking about products of our environments this is my model i want to share with you this is how it works out think of it like a polaroid camera right so you take a photograph of your environment and then later in life you develop that photograph 
okay? So in this analogy, what I'm really saying is first you are a product of your environment and then your environment is a product of you. So in other words, when you're young, you have no input. You're not involved in the process of how you're developing as a human being. Your personality traits, your character traits, they're being formed by you, in you, by the environment. The environment is imprinting itself on you and it's developing you, right? Like a picture. Does this make sense? And all the environment out in front of you, like taking these images and you're storing these images. And then when you get to, you know, later in your life, okay, you then start to play out these roles. Now, if you're a parent, you know this because most of us, we say, oh my God, I don't want to be like that when I'm a dad. And you reject it all through your twenties or whatever. Eventually you have your children. And then guess what? One day you hear your mum's voice coming out of your mouth, or you hear your dad's voice coming out, or even hear your dad's thoughts in your own head, for example. These are all like latent programs that go in when you're younger and they get stored in us. And then at some later point, they get developed, like the picture, they get developed and they express themselves. And then guess what? Obviously, if we behave in the same way that we learned to behave when we were younger from the environment that we were in, obviously we're then going to go and produce a similar environment. This is why in that American study, people born poor, they they get imprinted with that, that um, perspective on the world, expectations of themselves, expectations of the world their characteristics, their personality traits develop around that. They get molded in a certain way by the environment and then they go and express themselves into the environment after that. And of course, they're going to express themselves in, in, in a way that creates a very similar pattern, does this make sense, of the world unfolding around them. So this is how things work. This is just how it is. So the bottom line is really simple. Does your past equal your future? Yes, it does unless you massively, significantly get involved in it. And that's the call to action of this podcast. If you're passive in your life, then statistics show that you're going to end up in a very similar place to where you started off. Statistics show that you're not going to have a successful business. Statistics show that your business will probably fail. Statistics show that your marriage will probably fail. Statistics show that you probably won't lose the weight you're trying to lose. So if you want to buck the trend, if you want to break those statistics, you have to get so involved in the process of change that you are the the, the, the contradictory uh, statistic to the overwhelming tidal wave statistic that says this is how you should end up. This is the future that you should have based on the sculpting of when you were younger. So think about that. We're a product of our environment, then our environment is product of us. If we don't do any change in the middle, we just develop the pictures that we learned when we were younger. If we do personal development, if we heavily get involved in the process, then we get to develop different pictures into our future. That's how we create change. Okay, so one of the most powerful things we can do to create change, because I want to leave you with what the hell can I do then, George? It's a massive task and everything else. One of the most powerful things you can do is get yourself into environments that support you in who you want to be. So if we are a product of an environment growing up, the good news is we continue to become a product of our environment all through our life. The fact that most of our development is in younger life, and by the time we hit our late teens, we have developed our personality traits and our personalities in place, we do still continue to develop 
bio environment. So if you never left the poverty environment, if you never left that kind of background, you'd never be exposed to anything new. Therefore, it'd be very difficult, probably impossible to create any change because you'd never be presented with the opportunity of that in the first place, if that makes sense. So one of the things you can do, if you've got just the spark of possibility, you're watching this uh, podcast or you're listening to this podcast, get yourself into inspiring environments that absolutely support you in being who you want to be. It's one of our core missions at Success Groups. We sit and say, you know, out in the world, you know, people will treat you for who you are and they'll treat you for who you've been. It's like when you go back to, uh, to your mum's at Christmas, she still thinks you, you're her little girl or her little boy and she still mothers you because she sees you for who you were, not necessarily for who you are. At Success Groups and in the environments we create, we see you for who you are and who you are becoming, where you are going. So we don't, we don't, we let, all your baggage can be left at the door. You join us and we say, right, you present yourself, right? This is how you present yourself. This is who we treat you as. And these are your goals. This is your objective. This is what you're aiming for. We accept that on your behalf and we treat you for that person. Here you are and here's where you're going. It's so powerful to get yourself in those environments. Now with success groups, we have our masterminds, which are physical environments where we all meet, with our online uh, success group offering, it's still the same thing. An online environment is still the same environment. Now, many online environments aren't particularly positive places to be, so make sure you seek out really positive environments online as well that support you in being the best version of who you are today and supporting you on your endeavours of continual growth. That's you as a person, and obviously that's you as a business as well. Okay, so it's not all doom and gloom. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but I tell you now, I, I can't I can't leverage this hard enough on you. If you don't get involved, you will become a statistic or you'll just have to rely on pure luck. Are you are you the lucky one that happened to get the marriage that succeeded? Are you the lucky one where the diet plan worked? Are you the lucky one where your business didn't fail and your business succeeded? I don't think that's a particularly good strategy. I want you to deliberately, significantly get involved in your personal growth, significantly get involved in your business development and break the statistics, be the exception to the rule. Thank you for tuning in. Follow me on social media. I'd love to get to know you. You'll see all the links in the uh, description of this podcast. And if you want to know a little bit more about myself or about Bigger, Brighter, Boulder and our success groups and our masterminds, please do go and check us out. It's uh, biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. Go and check us out. Go and see the great work that we're doing with entrepreneurs just like you. If you want to transform your life, get yourself into positive environments. If you don't have them around, you unfortunately many people don't i have created them for you i look forward to hearing from you if you like this podcast subscribe i'll see you next time until then as always be successful leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game when what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary you know you've leveled up